Greetings fellow investigators and welcome to our video podcast Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Once again, we have a short game. This time, I'm going to try my hand at writing. Hopefully, it won't be a disaster. The name I have given this scenario is Delph 6, and this is version 1. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. It was early in the morning, about 6.30 a.m., when your phone rang. The person on the other end identified herself as Virginia Brown, Dean of Physical Sciences at Kingsport University in Massachusetts. There had been an accident. One of the department's scientists, Dr. Nikos Volokakos, had been killed during the night, accidentally electrocuted by one of his projects. The reason for her call had to do with an immediate salvage of his research. His experiments were still in operation and required tending. Since you were the only scientist remotely capable of understanding his work, she asked that you immediately fly out and see what you could do to save his research and possibly continue his work. There was considerable money wrapped up in it, and the university could not afford to have it all go down the drain just because the lead researcher inconveniently chose to join the choir invisible. Your expenses would be paid for by the university for as long as they needed you. <clears throat> the next morning, you arrived and met the dean in her office. Rather than engaging in pleasantries, she immediately began ushering you to the lab. Well, while we're walking, gentlemen, I'll answer any questions you might have as best I can, though I consider myself to be a scientist. It would seem that fate thinks that I would do much better in administration than actual research. It's right down this walkway. Uh, we're going to need access to all of his uh, servers and computer files. I oh, hope yeah. there is some passwords that you might know, or at least some um, journals that might have his passwords in them. Well, to be honest, I'm sure he kept logs right there in his office of uh, any passwords that you might have. But um, I think that he kept them in a book. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. And uh, Dr. Brown, what's a... Uh, I know you said you needed uh, somewhat of my expertise, but physical sciences seems a little outside of my wheelhouse. Well, I think you'll understand in a moment. Uh, as soon as we turn this corner... And as you turn the corner, um, the, the city of Kingsport is built on, it's a port. Um, so as you're turning the corner on, uh, of this building, you're heading down towards the, the shore. Uh, there is a, a, not a large building, a, a rectangular building, looks like it's two stories high. And you can see that just beyond that building uh, is the ocean, and there is in fact some sort of a, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, an enclosure that encloses part of the water, part of the ocean, and uh, allows fresh water to come in. And you don't see anything swimming around in it, but that's the building that you're heading towards. Um, she says, yes, it's a, it's a terrible tragedy. Uh, we're not exactly sure what happened, but... Uh, uh, there was a, a, a massive uh, power drain, and uh, 
when we got down to the building, we found him uh, dead on the floor. Uh, he had apparently electrocuted himself. Water and electricity doesn't mix very well. Yeah, sure enough. Uh, so some kind of aquaculture setup? Well, this is our marine biology department. Oh, okay. Uh, they normally, the, the two, the two uh, stories here you see are classrooms mostly. Uh, the labs are down below. Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Nikos was on the second level down, uh, the, the first sub subfloor. Um, that's where he did his research. But uh, if you're familiar with him at all, he's, he's really more involved in computers uh, than marine biology. But like I say, you'll understand in just a few moments. So she walks you up to the door and she opens it up. And you step inside, and right inside there's like administration, and then uh, you can see that there are, you know, uh, ways to get upstairs to the various classrooms and stuff. But she leads you over to a large freight elevator. And you realize that it's very possible to bring things in from the outside to the inside and then down the freight elevator. So it's a big freight elevator with stairs on the side. And she says, please feel, get inside, gentlemen. And uh, she closes these gigantic doors that come together. And, uh, and the room is big enough. You could, you could fit a small apartment in this freight elevator. And it goes down. Um, and after just a couple of seconds, it goes down very slowly. The doors open, and it opens up into a lab. The lab's below ground. You can see ahead of you, uh, there's a couple of uh, large tables that have been used kind of as desks. There's computers on them. There's all kinds of computer equipment in the distance, banks and banks of computers. And directly to your, uh, your right is a glass front on what amounts to a tank that's built into the building like you would see if you went to SeaWorld or Marineland or something like that. Just to clarify, this is modern day, right? April, I think you said in the evening? Yes, uh, April 2018. Okay. So uh, you are where it says freight elevator right in the middle and you've just stepped inside. Uh, the tank, I should say, is it's glass. You, you can't access the water from here but you can access the water obviously from the floor above. If you look over to the side, what I did is I grew, did kind of a cross section. So you came in on level one and then you moved down to uh, sub level one and that's where you are right now. And the tank obviously empties out into the, the outside enclosure up above. Now this is salt water, correct? It's salt water, yes, okay. it's fresh ocean water. It's constantly being recirculated. You can hear the hum of pumps in the distance. Um, uh, there are, near the computers over there, you can see tanks, there's filtration tanks. Uh, there's a large double door on the far end of the room. And uh, there's all kinds of monitoring devices and things like that. All right. Um, Dr. Ricks, do a spot hidden for me. Oh, oops, you're, you're muted. 
Sorry. Uh, 54, that is a base hit. Okay. So as you're standing there, you notice something move out in the shadows of the tank. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make my way up to the tank and kind of look it over, kind of look to see what he's doing with this thing. Okay. As you go up to the tank, you notice something out there swimming. Uh, it's big, not that big. Uh, but as it comes towards you, you immediately notice that it is a dolphin. Only the dolphin has been modified. There's some sort of a device that's attached to its forehead. It's rather sleek looking. It's been incorporated uh, into its head. Um, but it's designed so that it doesn't like catch the water. It, it keeps it sort of streamlined. But it's some sort of an electronic device. Well, that's uh, quite a thing here. Uh, so, Dr. Brown, I'm going to kind of turn back to her. Uh, she says, so, oh, I see. I see you've met the Borg. Yeah, yeah. What's, uh, what's the deal with it? Well, to be honest, I don't know exactly uh, what's going on here. That's, that's part of the reason I brought you in. I know that he's trying to create something called um he called it an ANSI uh, an advanced neurocomputer interface and he's working on uh, the dolphin it's actually referred to as delf 6 um some of us other scientists have taken to calling it the borg after you know the star trek human computer interface thing i mean if if he, he used to say that you know if he could manage this it would revolutionize everything but uh well <laughs> you can find out for yourself and there's papers all over the place and there's things the computers don't look like they're locked because he was in the middle of working yeah not to be too morbid but is this where he was found dead actually he was found dead in the room next and she takes you over to the there's once again big doors so that you can bring big stuff through and she opens them up, and inside there you have a medical facility. And there is that sort of smell in the air, like old seawater and uh, maybe a little decay. And you can see there's a large tank that's built into the floor with no top on it, but there is a dead dolphin in there. It's been partly dissected. It's, its head's been cut open and its brain exposed. And she says, this is where he was. We found him on the floor. And she just sort of points down to the floor. Um, why, don't I, why don't I email you that, uh, that PDF so that you guys can have that as reference? The dolphin is still there, though? Yes, the dolphin is still there. He was apparently working on it when... Uh, when he was somehow electrocuted. Now, is there any electronic components still attached to this dolphin or no? Uh, yes, there are. Uh, something much cruder than uh, the thing that's on the dolphin in the tank. Uh, larger, bulkier, less streamlined. And I need to ask, are we safe? Well, as far as I know, this machinery has been turned off 
Um, we had somebody mop up the water. There was water on the floor. So, so in other words, uh, has anybody figured out like what actually caused it, or we just know it happened and it was in this room? Yeah, well, do we know where the current came from? Uh, it's very likely that it came from one of these machines. I, I, we, I don't know exactly. There's, there's going to be a report. Uh, the police have already been here, the medical people. Um, I'm sure there'll be an autopsy just to confirm. I emailed that to you, by the way, just so that you can see it. I think what my colleague was more or less saying is, are we in any immediate danger if we go touching some of this equipment? I don't believe so. I don't think that there's anything here that's dangerous. Um, uh, it's, it's very likely, you know, and she sort of points to some equipment that looks like it was being used uh, during the dissection to do something to probe. Uh, it's very likely he was holding that when the discharge occurred, uh, which is odd because such a piece of machinery, well, you would know this if you're an electrical engineer, that piece of machinery shouldn't have anywhere near that amount of electrical okay. discharge. So we're, we're actually in the room that would be the lower left on the map, correct? With the blue tank? That's correct. Okay, just so I can... Uh, the tank, uh, the directly north of that, uh, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the room directly north of that looks like a freezer. It's got those kind of handles on it. Okay. Anyways, gentlemen, um, you are free to investigate, to do anything you want here, to see if you can keep whatever projects are going, still going. Um, I'm not exactly sure what, what the relationship here is between the equipment and the Delph 6 and, uh, you know, I think that your first priority is to make sure everything is going. Um, there looks like to me like there's some damage. She says, let me show you as we go out. And she shows you that a few of the control panels in the front, in the front, the main room have burn marks on them, like they shorted. So it's very likely that something shorted here and that might have somehow got him electrocuted. But I don't know anything about electronics, so... Um, uh, there's a phone there on the wall. You can call me if you need me. Uh, and accommodations have been made for you, uh, just, just up the road or actually in the dorms or somewhere, you know, right. <laughs> so Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry about this. Uh, hopefully we can salvage all this, this work. Looks like he's got tons of research. Don't um, worry, Dr. Brown. We got you covered. God knows he uh, he went through enough assistance. Oh really? Oh yeah. Any of them? Part of my job was keeping assistance here. No, he currently has no assistance. Oh, did okay. They, did they quit or disappear? Well, or electrocuted? She says no. No, none of them were hurt. The the last guy here was an electrical engineer like you, uh, but he quit. He quit because. Uh, uh, Dr. Volokakos is uh, kind of a hard man to live with, hard man to work with. Uh, was he a student at the school? The... Uh, no, no. Oh. Uh, Outside employment? Kind of a research assistant, yeah. Gotcha. There was Maria Terse. Um, 
not exactly the same thing happened to her, but I think she was involved with one of his previous uh, experiments and well, she she screwed up or something and he had her thrown out. Huh. All uh, right. There's been others. Usually for some fun, if he didn't like you, he didn't like you. Understandable. Rachel. All right, so let's get to work. The computer should be fully functional. You should have access to any kind of databases that might be in there. So she says, uh, I'm sorry to leave under these circumstances, but take over. And she walks away. Gets, she, she decides not to get in the freight elevator. She's just going to walk up the stairs. Okay. Well, uh, Sparky, Albert, uh, not how I expected to see you guys again. It's been a while, but uh, I appreciate the work you guys did on the, uh, on the, uh, the wind cruiser last time. That boat has been nothing but trouble. Uh, uh, it's still giving you trouble. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, whatever. The the institute's gonna replace it soon. It's just one of those things where I just gotta eke out another year or so on it, and then I can get it swapped out. But uh, in the meantime, you know, for all the trouble, it still you know helps pay the bills. So uh, yeah, well, I can tell you from my side of things, um, you know, like cranial surgery on dolphins not a real common thing whatever he's doing here a little weird um but uh i'm gonna have to defer to you on the whole electrical side of things that is not my forte well albert um i think you can con concur on this but that um electrical output to fry somebody wouldn't have come from that equipment that basic equipment we saw back there yeah it seems i, I mean I would think of nothing else. There would have been some sort of a fuse tripped, but uh, maybe he, maybe he was trying to cut corners or get, get more energy out of something that he wasn't supposed to. So maybe he, he was, uh, you know, rigging something up there. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna let you guys get started on figuring out whatever this rat's nest of computers and electronics is going on. I'm gonna start trying to look into his notes. See if I can maybe, maybe he's got a recording device. You know, he's, you know. Um, kind of dictating what he was doing mm. or if he's got notes somewhere, we'll, we'll, I'll see what I can find on that side of things. You guys get all that stuff sorted and uh, we'll, we'll find something to figure out what the hell happened. How about, can I ask you uh, there, Chuck, you mind Chuck? Can I call your first name basis? Yeah, sure. Uh, what, what's your opinion looking at, I don't know, what do they call it? Delph six uh, or Ford? What's your opinion? Does, does, the, does the creature look healthy? Sorry, creature, dolphin, same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing that Chuck would know is that Delph, Delphinidae, is the scientific name for dolphin. So, yeah, an ocean-going dolphin like this one. It's just like a, uh, I mean, the the name, just you know, code name. But uh, looking it over, marine biology, hard success. It, um, it looks pretty pretty healthy. Yeah, Except I mean the modification, but the modification yeah. looks like it's well grafted. You know, for having some shit jammed into its brain, that thing is doing great. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times we'll tag creatures and stuff like that, but that tends to be inert. We're not interfaced like that. So whatever he did to put that thing in that dolphin, he did it well because, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to have. It's hard enough to do that stuff on land, but, you know, when you're dealing with seawater 
and uh, you know, fast moving, strong creature like that. What, whatever, uh, whatever the hell Nikos was up to, he was good at it. Uh, Tom, can I retroactively ask Dr. Brown a question? Okay. Was this was this whole experiment and everything happening all above board as far as the college is concerned? <laughs> because we're talking experimentation on animals. Yeah. Um, but what was her general, like, is she kind of like treating us like we're bringing you in, but please keep this under your hat? Or is oh, it actually, I did forget something. I was okay. going to add this in. Uh, you, were, you signed a non-disclosure agreement uh -huh, before okay. you came down here. All right. This is this is kind of top secret research. Uh, as far as being above the board, she would have answered by saying, uh, as far as she knows, all of the paperwork is in order for this. Okay. So whatever permits they, I, 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 if I'm to understand it, dolphins are not an endangered species. They're quite common. So, although they are also intelligent creatures <laughs> right that's where i'm like there's an ethical problem they're a very intelligent creature so uh, we'll yeah. we'll say that uh she also mentioned another uh ex uh employee uh, terry baxter that was uh dismissed back in december uh who who was dismissed because he had ethical problems with this research yeah okay that makes sense well, Albert, do you want to um, let's check out this monitoring equipment and see if we can uh, get a grasp on that? And I think that would lead, if we could figure out what all the monitoring equipment does, that will lead us, we just backtrack it and that'll explain what everything else we're looking at should be. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. So maybe we'll do a cooperative uh, role on this. Uh, Walter, do a um, do a, a roll under your uh, your knowledge of electrical engineering. Twenty six out of uh, I believe eighty. Well, that's really good. Yeah. One thing that you notice is it seems to you that when this project would have started, everything was very well ordered, and it progressively got wilder and wilder that suddenly there were patch cables going from this over to there and there were things that had been brought in and attached and uh and it slowly got out of hand uh very few things are labeled it looks like things that had been there for a while those are labeled as if somebody probably an assistant was doing that sort of stuff and then in the recent times it just sort of got out of hand. It's kind of, you're start, starting to think, well, maybe it's not a wonder that he electrocuted himself. Right. And I'm, I'm sure Albert sees that, you know, if I need to explain it to him, I'm not intelligent wise, just for what I noticed. I'll explain, I'll explain that. But um, I even said a comment, like, I know when I'm deep into a project, I know what's going on, but somebody else can walk into it and it will be a, haphazard mess, but I know exactly what every plug and switch does. Mm -hmm. So, well, what Dr. Brown said, you get it. You get what the guy's trying to do. He's trying to be able to hook computers and brains 
together in a rather profound manner, but it's kind of, do you know why the staff call this thing the board now? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is groundbreaking work because if you could connect the dolphin to a computer interface and have them work seamlessly, it's, I don't want to say simple, but it's one jump away from a woman. Albert, do a spot hidden for me. Uh oh. Nope, fail. Okay. So, um, Albert, what are you doing actually? Yeah, I guess uh, just poking around that, that room, looking at the cables and such, uh, noticing what Walter just pointed out. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to put together, um, I'm trying to think like if he, if he were a, a scientist working in a college, working on research, it would be, I assume, in his best interest to make his work readable to others. So it seems to me that it's odd that he's not labeling things. And so, so no, it's just, it feels like he's, he's either dropped what his uh, level of working is normally. Um, so that, that's kind of like what I'm confused or concerned about right now. Okay. Well, as a scientist, one thing that you'd probably know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive to what you would think. Uh, Lots of times scientists like this can't put into words very easily what they're working on. And that's why they have research assistants who can help sort of translate that. It's one of the reasons why Einstein is considered a genius because he was able to take all that higher mathematics and actually put it in a form that you could sort of understand. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of his stuff that even physicists had difficulty trying to figure out what he was talking about. In this case, He's just one of those. He's not one that's. Uh, you you've, you you notice papers are scattered around. So he obviously. Yeah. So that's what I was just going to ask you then. So like, is this something? It just looks like that's how he is. So like, is there general messiness? It's general messiness. Like, okay. uh, like, well, the the research assigned the research assistant should be cleaning this up. Mm. In fact, from now from some of the little stories you're starting to hear about him. Maybe he didn't even notice that his research assistant was gone and just was probably looking around thinking, where the hell is he here? Where the hell is she? Why isn't she cleaning this mess up? Just handed off some piece of equipment to the research assistant who wasn't there and then just dropped it in a pool of, <laughs> pool of water. Uh, but, um, when you look at the papers... They're interesting. Of course, there's lots of formulas that have to do with uh, um, uh, the way uh, you know electronics work, with uh, how uh, electrons pass from you know one circuit to the next, and how this could possibly be used in dealing with crossing from the brain over to some sort of a device that would pick up on the energy and and translate it. Um. Do a spot hidden for me, though, Albert. Jeff. Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. I got a 71 the first time, and I just rolled 72. Hell. <laughs> All right. 
So you're 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 looking at the papers. Yeah. Some of it makes sense. Some of it is way over your head. Is there any way? Can I get a sense of, um, like, on a scale of one to ten, how close is he to getting to where he wants to be? Another, it'll words, take you. It'll take you a while. Okay. All right. So we're through, still just just learning this. things now. Um, Chuck. Yeah. Um, once again, also do a spot hidden for me. Sure enough. Yeah, basically, while they're checking the electronic stuff, I'm just trying to find, you know, signs of what he was doing, if he had any recordings or anything. And, of course, I got a 99. Awesome. <laughs> well, for your 99, I'm just going to say that you do notice that there is, uh, there is like a, 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 a metal closet, not a closet, you know, like a locker that's got mm -hmm. scuba gear, and various things so that a person could actually go into the tank. Mm. You have to access it from above, but you could, there is access to it. Um, you also notice that there is a lower level. Okay. Down. There's stairs, but there's probably, you saw a button for number, you know, sub two. Um, Sparky, uh, you uh, begin to look at this equipment, and you can see that certain bits and pieces of it have shorted out. Uh, fortunately, the stuff that looks like it shorted, shorted out could be easily replaced. All right. That we're not talking about some magical component. We're talking about simple you know, wires getting crossed or something like that. So I want to see if I can take a look around and see if there's any shelving that has spare parts or an equipment um, locker or... Yeah, there's actually a, a couple of lockers that are just filled to the brim with all kinds of random wires and boxes of things and circuits. And you're pretty sure you can put together something in there to, to pull this back together again. All right, so I, I tell the guys, hey, I think I'm gonna see if I can get some of these default systems back up and running. Maybe we can get uh, a little better readings once everything's working properly. Okay. So well, you guys, while he's doing that, I'm gonna also I'm gonna start exploring around the area. So like I want to go into the freezer and okay, see what you know what's in there. All right, start poking around in general. So Albert, you walk into the medical bay, and uh, you see the dead dead dolphin, and it's it's smelling a little bit, you know. So it's it's obviously been dead for a couple of days. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Third time the charm. <laughs> no. Seventy-five. Wow. Get a lower. You've got progressive uh, what I just keep rolling one uh, one for better. You should roll it a hundred times while. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, it just means that you're focused and you're walking in there and you don't notice everything. Yeah. Uh, got plenty of time. Uh, you open up the door to the freezer. And what you find inside are four other dolphins. Uh, they're frozen. Uh, they're laying on uh, tables. And sitting next to each one is um, a sort of a medical jar. And inside the jar are their brains. And they're labeled 
Delph 1, Delph 2, Delph 3, and Delph 4. Looking at your map, the, the room north of the little pool, that's the medical bay? Or is that the freezer? In the that's the freezer. That whole room, that big room right. is the freezer. So the there's little, another door. The little door on the opposite wall, well, on the very top of that, yeah. is uh, a crematorium, oh, an incinerator. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can get Chuck's uh, attention and see if he could tell me, I mean, without going into like a full-blown uh, autopsy, if he could figure out what the cause of death is on these dolphins. Okay. Yeah, sure enough. Uh, I'll take a look at it. Um, I guess I'll make my way in there and kind of look it over. Um this dolphin, has this dolphin had its brain removed? No. Okay, okay. Just the four in the freezer, though, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, that's it's going to take you a while to do an examination of the dolphin. Mm -hmm. So, Jeff, you can do something else, or you can stand over his shoulder while he's doing it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I guess I meant just like at a glance sort of thing. Well, I, I, I imagine being a biologist. Why, why don't you roll your uh, marine biology? Yeah. Uh, 58 out of 71, so just standard success. Okay. You start to look over the, uh, the dolphin, and your first thought is that the electrical components maybe, maybe had a problem, and uh, the dolphin died. But then you start to notice that there are places on the dolphin's body that in fact look like it has received uh, burn marks or uh, uh, possibly this electrical uh, discharge that killed the professor uh, did something to the dolphin as well. It's nowhere near the electronics that are on its head. It's like it was electrocuted from the inside out, maybe. Um, and the more you look at it, the more you start to think that the doctor was not dissecting, that he was maybe fine-tuning, and the dolphin was, in fact, alive okay. when this happened. So, so it's like, you said it's like from the inside out. Is it like there's like burn marks in the mouth or blowhole, stuff like that? The burns are actually on the side of inside. the dolphin. Okay, so, so it looks like something just burned clean through? Right. Okay. Well, uh, that is not natural or normal. Dolphins usually don't uh, spontaneously combust from their insides. Does it look like it's... Uh, kind of along the line of like with its digestive tract, like where? Well, you would have to do a complete autopsy okay. in order to figure that out. But it doesn't look like the electronic devices were the things that caused the electrical discharge. Yeah. So, yeah, Albert, this thing may have even been alive while the doc, while uh, uh, Nikos was working on it, but uh, uh, whatever killed it, 
may have been may have been uh, the same electrical discharge that killed the doctor, but from these burns, looks like it came from the inside out, which doesn't make any sense. So, mm. I mean, I can take a closer look at this. If you guys want to keep looking around, I'll try to see if this dolphin gives us any information. Besides, mm. we may as well get this dolphin done as quickly as we ca- as we can, so we can get it out of here. I don't think we want it stinking up the uh, the lab for the next three days. Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. Okay. Walter, you start finding components and uh, sort of jury-rigging it together, and uh, uh, I mean, you're do, you're doing a great job. You're just you know, you're putting together some things. That, you're making things work. And. Um, uh, go ahead and do uh, go ahead and do an electrical engineering for me. Sixty-four out of oh, sixty-four out of eighty. That's my high skill. So good. So you find a component, a, a, a fuse of some sort, and you pop it into place. And as soon as you do, there's the obvious sound of a like this as power comes back to the console and lights come on all over it and monitors all turn on. There's monitors of heart rate and uh, blood pressure and things like that that suddenly come on. Um, now you're talking. Hey guys, I think I got it. Nice work. Thank you. I think I'll sit down at one of the desks where the computer's at and start poking around. Okay. Um, Albert, when you sit down at the table in front of the computer, before you can actually even reach for the computer, something appears on the computer screen. It says, where is Dr. Uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, Volk, uh, Volokakos. Whoa. Question. Guys, guys, is this thing actually working? What, what's going on? I, th- I think we already have a connection with the board there. How like calling that? Really? Um, Walter and Albert do a spot hidden. I failed. I only have beasts for spawn. Um, so you're looking at the screen where 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 Albert is. Albert, uh, Jeff, you also do a spot hidden. Let's go for seventy-eight. Hey, hey, there we go. Forty-four. Um, as you're sitting there and Sparky's standing next to you, you look up at the tank, and the dolphin is looking at you. Sort okay. of swimming there back and forth looking at you. Um, I assume keyboard input, right? I can just type. Sure. Yep. I'll just... Uh, well, actually, I'm going to turn to you guys. What What do you think I should tell him? Is, are we really talking to the doctor? Dr. Chuck is in the other room still. Yeah, yeah. I guess oh. shouting back into the other room through the double doors. How's it going in there? You, you gotta get in here and look at this. This is 
I'm kind of fist deep in a dolphin right now, for <laughs> sure. Hang on. <laughs> Come out rinsing my hands with hand sanitizer. So, uh, yeah, what's going on? Maybe you should really like take a look. Sorry. Go, go. No, it, it looks like the dolphin is communicating with us. He's asking where the Dr. Volkakis is. Uh... You sure that's the dolphin? I mean, unless it's a hoax, is it a trick? Let's uh, be careful what we how we respond right now. Should I just be vague? The doctor is not here. What yeah, is it? Is it like a chat interface? Kind of. Ask it if if it's if we're talking to him, maybe. Is this you, or and we'll wave at him, or something? Yeah. Okay. I'll will type that in as as you. Where is Doctor Volokakos? Looking at the uh, um, at the aquarium. Mm -hmm. Do we see the dolphin in there? Is it is it looking at us yeah, or? Yeah, looking at you. Okay. I walk well, up. Hey, buddy. I think you have to type. Oh. Ask him if he's got a name. I'll, I'll type that in. Uh, what shall we call you? Dolph Six. Yeah, he, he wants to be called Dolph Six. Where is uh -huh. Dr. Volokakos? Um, what should we tell him? He had an accident, he'll be back, or we should, like, I don't know if we should lie to him right from the beginning. Man, I don't know. Um, Where is Clark? Dolphins are pretty... Uh, Wait, who's well, Clark? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, ask it. I'll type that in. Who's, who's Clark? Let's introduce ourselves also. Dr. Volokakos plus Clark. Say that again, what did it say? Dr. Bolakakos plus Clark with a plus sign. Hmm. Maybe maybe one of his former assistants. Yeah. Um I'll I'll type in Dr. Volokakis is not here right now. Wants Dr. Volokakos. Meanwhile, I'm gonna start texting Dr. Brown. Hey, Dr. Brown, uh, did Dr. V know a Clark? Question mark, send. Okay. After a couple of minutes, she responds and she says, uh, Clark Van Kira was the electrical engineer uh, who quit. I'm going to reply to that. How long ago did he quit? Question mark. The dolphin is asking about him. <laughs> Exclamation point. Send. She says December. Months ago. Okay. Um, I, I kind of, Albert, tell, introduce me as Sparky to him. And I'm going to, I want to walk over to the cage and kind of like, you know, introduce myself. Yep. I'll, I'll do that. I don't know what I'm doing, guys, but. <laughs> I like how you found. It says. It says, 
not Clark. <laughs> and then it says, it says not Clark, comma, Clark repair interface. Um, tell him I, I have skills like Clark. Not Clark. Repair interface. Which interface? Do you know what it's called? It it just swims around and it it it, it looks suddenly it, it swims in a circle because it's like it's frustrated. At least that's what Chuck thinks. It looks like it's frustrated, like it's trying to say something, but you're not understanding it. You think is he trying to say that we need to get Clark to repair this thing? Possibly, maybe uh... he would know, right? If he was down here working on it. Repair interface, repair interface, repair interface. It, it types it three times, come in. Can I uh, run a diagnostic? Um, do a computer roll to see if you can find a diagnostic. Ooh, 14. Okay. Um, you, you, hit, you find a, a diagnostic and you start to run it, a systems-wide diagnostic. Uh, looks like it's going to take it about uh, half an hour to run through. Hey, Chuck, is there anything for this dolphin to eat? If it's the doctor died yesterday, it's got to be at least 24 hours. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know with what, what his feeding regimen is for this thing. I mean, who knows what the hell he's up to, but uh, I'm going to try to look and see if I can find anything. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go upstairs. I'll go check topside. If, if he's got any, you know, whatever his feeding setup is, it's going to be up there. So I'll go check that out. I'll go check that out. I guess, uh, have fun chatting with your new friend and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see what we can find. Okay. Um, are you going to go up via elevator or stairway? I'll just take the stairs. Okay. When you go over to the stairs, uh, it follows you. And it exhibits behavior, behavior somewhat similar to a puppy that knows that it's about to get fed. Okay. Okay. Um, when you arrive at the, the next level up and you go out the doors into the, to where the, the pool is, you, in fact, find uh, the supplies. So you find fish and stuff like that. And the dolphin immediately comes up to the surface. And uh, Is there... Any sign of like uh, like a schedule or anything like that for feeding or anything that he has set up? Yeah, I'll say that there's a clipboard there that shows the amount of food that he's being fed and how often. And it does look like he's missed a meal. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I guess I'll just prep that up. Is, is there an intercom up here or anything like that for communicating down to the main lab? Okay. Or yeah. is anything open to where I can just like talk down? Okay. Yeah. No, I'll say that there's an intercom. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll pop that and be like, "Hey, uh, Albert Sparky. So, uh, yeah, looks like uh, looks like D six here missed his last meal, but uh, I'll take care of that. Um, you guys, uh, 
Um, yeah, the just, interface starts to say fish, 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 <laughs> fish. In hey, a rather Chuck, excited manner. Chuck, maybe you could use this to bond with him a little bit. Yeah, sure enough. Just tell him, uh, tell him Chuck's going to feed him. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that and we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, then again, he's got some experimental crap jammed into his brain. So I don't want him to, you know, bite me and try to pull me in the tag or something, you know. Who, know, who knows what this thing is, what's been done to this thing. So I'm going to yeah. try to be a little careful. Well, you know best, better than us. So as, as soon as you type that in, you start to get Chuck, feed me, Chuck, feed me, Chuck, feed me, Chuck, feed me. So yeah, I'll uh, prep up a meal and uh, begin, begin to uh, feed uh, okay. six and we'll s see how that goes. You know, I'm, I'm try to, do my best to make friends. From the point of view of a marine biologist, he acts exactly like a dolphin. Okay. So he doesn't make that noise that dolphins yeah. make and you toss the food to him and he squeaks and he, he makes that. And you actually get a good chance to, to get a good look at this thing on his face. And you can see that there might be a little bit of redness or discoloration around where it's been attached, but it's actually been attached pretty well. I'm going to pull out my uh, cell phone and as I'm feeding it, try to take a few pictures of the, um, the equipment so that I, and then I'm going to send those, send those to uh, uh, Sparky and Albert so they can kind of get a look at the equipment because okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a marine biologist. I don't know anything about that. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm nervous. Don't, don't they say like you should never use a cell phone on an airplane? What about dolphin implants? <laughs> <laughs> Just don't post those. To you. you did sign an agreement not to send those out to the internet. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. Uh, Sparky and Albert, what are you guys up to downstairs? I mean, <laughs> you're sitting there in front of the computer. What do you want to do? Uh, I, I just wanted to tell Albert, I'm like, Albert, at least it's a dolphin. It could have been a shark. So I'm, I'm happy about that. That's true. Yeah. It's going to be deep blue sea all over again. <laughs> yeah. what, um, what, what are you thinking, Albert? I mean, this is kind of like things almost I, – I think I've seen a movie like this. I mean, yeah, I don't know. This is just out there. I've seen some weird stuff in MIT, but this is like groundbreaking. I mean, I almost look looking for a camera to be uh, on a candid camera or something right now. Mm -hmm. Walter, when you do that, you look around. You're looking at the equipment that's now all fully functional. Okay. Uh, you notice a couple of things. You notice um, that there is uh, an atomic clock okay. uh, for keeping time. Uh, uh, you notice that uh, there is a large amount of equipment that you don't quite understand, but you think that it has to do with possibly transmitting the signals between the computer and the interface that's on his forehead. Um, it almost, it, you know, it almost has the look of radar on it, except that. Uh, it's one of those things that when you build something like this, it's ginormous. And when you start refining it, it probably refines to a chip about that size <laughs> that ultimately 
you can put into something. Um, you also notice another computer interface behind you near the atomic clock. And at first glance, you don't have a clue what that, what's on the screen. Uh, it looks like a bunch of little, uh, like connect the dots. Huh. Um, Albert, take, take a look at this. I'm kind of really not understanding what I'm looking at here. There's a bunch of dots. All right. Well, it's, it's like a white screen with little black dots all over it. And there's, there's lines. And uh, you notice um, some numbers at the bottom of the screen uh, that show um, uh, R A. 4H, 35M, 55S, comma, DEC, colon, 16 degrees, 30 minutes, 35 seconds. Of the between like the RA and the 4H you pause, does that mean there's like a space there? Yeah, there's a space. If you guys want to do an uh, intelligence roll. DEC declination. Ten. Um, that sounds really good. <laughs> almost extreme. It's a hard they're coordinates. It immediately becomes apparent with their coordinates. What I was kind of thinking, actually, but I wasn't sure. Hmm. Coordinates? But if the coordinates begin RA uh, 4H35M 55S, that's hours, minutes, and seconds, mm -hmm. which would mean that they are celestial coordinates, not coordinates on the Earth. Hmm. Now, um, Albert, these seem to be celestial coordinates, not earthly coordinates. Is there, um, is there a, um, is there a telescope here? I'm getting some feedback. Is that me or? No, we hear you. You sound good. Yeah, I'm not hearing any feedback. Um, as far as you know, there's no, no, uh, n nothing like that at this university. Huh. Is it, is, if I look at the screen with the black dots, I'm going to assume then they might be stars. Is there a pattern? Do I notice any constellations that would orient it? Yeah. Maybe you think that's Orion in the corner. It's been reversed so that it's like a white sky and a black dot. Black yeah, stars. it's easy to look at, probably. Hmm, interesting. I wonder if we punch these coordinates into a, like a search engine, like uh, Wolfram Alpha, if it will, um, if it will bring up uh, something about it. Wolfram Alpha is a scientific search engine. I don't know. 
We're familiar. Sure, you want to do that? Yeah, so let's see what right. happens. What immediately comes up is Aldebaran. The bull, the, the bull's red eye. It's a 5K giant star. Uh, it's about 30, 65 light years away. It's the 14th brightest star in the sky. And it is in the constellation Taurus. In fact, it's also called Alpha Taurus. It's the brightest star in Taurus. And those are its coordinates. Hmm. It's about 7 billion years old. Older than the Earth. And about, hmm. and about 40 times as wide as our sun. It's ginormous. Now, I don't know uh, Dr. Nikos at all, but he doesn't seem like a man who would be into horoscopes or even hobbies. I think he's an all-no-nonsense worker. What is the connection between Alpha Taurus and our little friend in the, in the pool? Yeah, that's the question. Hmm. Peculiar, peculiar. When I finish feeding uh, mm -hmm. um, Delph, uh, I'm going to look around up here, uh, up on the uh, upper level. Is there anything else really besides kind of like feeding and basic like interface? I'm guessing there's probably like a crane or something for lifting a uh, um, yes. an animal out. There's all there's obviously a way that you could get him onto something that would put him into the uh, freight elevator and bring him down if they needed to work on him. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and other other equipment. There's also a gate that opens to the ocean, but uh, that's that's closed. That's a big iron gate. Okay. And there's enough enclosure around that he wouldn't be able to jump out. Okay. Okay. So uh, with the feeding and everything, did he seem pretty friendly? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as dolphins go, I guess. Like a dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem especially stressed out or anything like that. He seemed hungry, but yeah. uh, now he seems he's swimming around the pool, okay. getting some exercise. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then I guess I'm going to head back down to uh, uh, the rest of the crew. Let, let them know how the feeding went. Um, it says on the screen, Chuck is good. <laughs> Good job, Chuck. You're his new best friend. Hey, what can I say? People like me. <laughs> People, dolphins, you know. Uh, you just got to give them what they want. And in the case of him, it's large quantities of fish. Uh, so you guys find anything else down here? Point to the uh, star map. Stars. Uh What's that got to do with this, though? That's the million-dollar question right now. That's Alpha Taurus. It's about 65 uh, million light years away. Um, yeah. Any theories? I'm uh, not quite sure the correlation between this experiment and this star system. So. The basics of astronomy are covered under natural world, right? Probably, yeah. Okay. You might have been interested at some point in time. Yeah, I'll make a roll under that, see if anything kind of comes to mind. Damn. Okay, good. Uh, 
See, that's a seven out of 65. So that's actually an extreme success. Wow. Nothing in particular. It's a giant old star. It's a yeah. super giant. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Aldebaran's got nothing to do with dolphin business. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a Taurus, a bullard. I mean, it's not like the big dolphin in the sky. So, yeah. Not, not even like, you know, sp spooky magical coincidences. So, I don't know. I don't know what that had to do with anything. Maybe, maybe another, maybe another research project he's doing. I mean, he seems to kind of be uh, multidisciplinary, to say the least. So uh, I don't know, but this might be a stupid question to ask a couple of nerds like ourselves. But have either of you heard of Douglas Adams? Yeah, of course. Wasn't Can't... there something in there about dolphins and? Yeah, so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. Didn't huh. they go to space or something like that? I don't really remember the story all that well. Yeah, yeah. I, they, they just left. Like, just before everything got blown up. But, uh... I know. I know. I'm just throwing... Walter <laughs> <laughs> huh? to a spot hidden. Sparky. No. Okay. You're just listening to them. You're all musing. Yeah, so, I mean, I can get back in on that autopsy. Do one of you guys want to go downstairs, check it out, maybe look at the uh, sub-level, see if he's got anything crazy set up with, with the, uh, the maintenance? Um, you know, I mean, try to get a sense of anything, anything he might have done to this tank. Um, yeah, and if you know, if you see something weird that looks like, you know, hey, is this, is this what a tank should be like? Just shoot me the, the, um, the pictures in a text. I sent you guys the, what, what I got from his, uh, the equipment on Delph's head. So if anything jumps out from that, let me know. Albert, okay. you want to bolt us take a walk down there in case there's any equipment? We can both analyze it. He's sure. going to be. In there with the uh, with the fish or uh, mammal, and um, my diagnostics still running, so I'm kind of at a standstill. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, remind me though, I do want to come back and I want to look at this. If he's if he's communicating through text, there's probably some sort of a log file. Uh, we might be able to go back and read some of the previous comments. Do you, you want to do that and I'll just go downstairs then? No, that's okay. I'll come down. Okay. Well, I'm not going to touch the computer until you guys get back. I'll, I'm going to go, uh, I'll, I'll go back to the, the dead dolphin and see if I can find anything extra. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you guys find down there. Okay. I'll, I'll go back into the medical bay, set my phone up, start playing some music, and, and uh, go back to my dolphin autopsy. Dr. Ricks, why don't you do a medical or a marine biology role? Okay. Uh, uh, base marine biology. Base success. Um, it's weird. When you start working on the dolphin and, and looking for a point of origin of what amounts to a large electrical discharge that seems to have 
like a lightning bolt going through this dolphin. It almost seems to originate somewhere in its gut. You know? Mm. Uh, and it's only going out one one direction. It's not it's not coming from the other side. It's baffling. And it's not like going through any obviously any kind of path of least resistance or anything because it didn't it didn't like come out of its anus or out of its mouth or anything right. it, it seems to go burn just through the side in a direct direction now yeah. um i'll i'll uh, you can kind of intuit that if that if this happened maybe it went in the other direction maybe the electrical discharge went from the outside to the inside but if the doctor had his hands in the water when mm-hmm. that happened, that would have killed the doctor. Okay. Okay. But other than that, it seems like a perfectly normal dolphin. Um, the brain, the interface is ingenious. Uh, as you start to fiddle with it and look at how it's attached to the brain, it's almost as if he managed to use some something that could fuse the metal leads directly onto the brain matter, um, some chemical process that caused them to interface. Uh, but you don't know what it is. You'll have to look through his notes to see if you can find that out. Gentlemen, you guys go downstairs. And uh, it's darker downstairs than it is upstairs. And everything is kind of tainted blue because the light's coming in through the tank. Um, But uh, the tank, in the very center of the room where the tank is, uh, the tank actually doesn't come to the floor. It's it's up above you. But you can see that there's some equipment that's attached into the bottom of the tank. And from your knowledge of the electronics and and the way the cables are running, it's coming from that sort of transmission box and going down, down through tubes coming out and attaching to the bottom of the tank. So it's, it's possibly whatever he's done to create a transmission that can be picked up by the dolphin. Um, it seems incredibly powerful though for maybe there's, there's problems with transmitting signals through water or the complexity of the signal involved through water that makes him have to have this very, very powerful transmitter in the water itself, in the tank. But other than that, you find filtration devices and things like that in order to check the pH of the water and make sure that it's not too strong to circulate it all around. There's a large humming down here from pumps and things like that that are doing that. Other than that, you don't see anything unusual. I want to just take a look a little more closely at that transmitter. Okay. See if there's anything uh, next generation or like next level of scientific, you know, like, is it just very good equipment or is there his own design? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm familiar with standard electronics. Right. There's something, you know, government issue or, you know, just next gen technology. Well, it seems to be overpowering, but... um why don't you go ahead? And it seems to be a conglomeration of new stuff and old technology as well. Uh, but go ahead and do your electronics roll. 
42 I passed, just a regular success. Yeah, some of this stuff is cutting edge. Some of this stuff looks like it might even be military issue. Right, right. Albert, yeah. this is some, some real high-tech stuff here. This is like some cutting edge. Uh, I mean, just use, use some basic equipment, but these few components, it's, it's brilliant. This is just pure brilliant. You're thinking that on the that under the right circumstances with the right uh, outside equipment, uh, you could talk to people on the moon if there were people there with this equipment. It's very powerful. I, I relay that also. You say military? Yeah, it seems to be almost like a military. Some of it, some of it might be almost a I don't know if it's from the military, but at least it's a military grade. And I mean, we could we could beam beam. We could talk to this uh, dolphin if he was sitting on the moon. I mean, if that was possible, we we could say that if you if you find any like serial numbers, that they're like military serial numbers. Oh, okay. Yeah, not all of them, but some of the components. Hmm. Red red flag for me. The, the government's involved. The military's involved with this experimentation. God, that makes me nervous. Yeah, I'm wondering if he um, got the parts through black market or if he was working from. We, you know what? We need to dig into his computers a little bit more. But Tom, when you say powerful box and transmitter, are you referring to like electrical power, or do you mean like transmitting power? Transmitting power. Okay. Um, if you go into a small town that has a radio station, it's usually pretty low power. And that's when you're driving far away from it, you lose the signal mm -hmm. and some other signal comes in. But if you're, if you're talking about a station that's in Los Angeles or something like that, you can be a hundred miles away and still get them clear as a bell because they've got a powerful transmitter. This sure. looks like a powerful transmitter, something that could talk to somebody on the moon. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty strong for uh, talking to a dolphin 12 feet away. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, even if you take the, into account the radio wave might break down and all of the information packets don't get received to the dolphin, he's overcompensating. But I mean, this is like 20-fold or 100-fold of overcompensation. I mean, would this sort of thing be useful in transmitting to something maybe 65 light years away? I I don't think so. I mean, I don't think we have that technology. I mean, Earth in general, I don't think we have that technology, but who knows? It would take it 65 years to get there anyway. <laughs> right, right. I mean, all common radio waves will, will travel out of the atmosphere. Some get uh, caught in the Van Allen belts and destroyed, but uh, or corrupted, I should say. It's never destroyed. But, um, yeah, I mean, if maybe this had the power to beam it there, could, I don't know. I'm getting into hypothesis now. Uh, Tom, is there any reason for us to go down? Are we, do we go to the sub-level two or can we also continue to sub-level three? Um, I actually assumed you did both. There's nothing on sub-level two. All right. 
That's my thought too. You were at sub-level three looking up. Okay. Anything you I thought it was muted. Anything you want to look at, Albert? No, I mean I I don't understand. Like you said, the, the power of this thing is incredible. It seems overpowered. But yeah, it doesn't there doesn't seem to be anything else out of the ordinary here. Uh, maybe I can check that log. Well, we'll see what the diagnostic, if it's finished, if that picked up, you yeah. know, what we could find out from there. Yep. Okay. So you guys go back upstairs. Uh, Dr. Ricks, you are cleaning the goo off your hands. Um, you haven't really found much other than what I've told you. Um, uh, Sparky and uh, uh, Albert, you, you come back upstairs. And um, you immediately see on the screen, uh, repeated like 20 times, is fix interface, fix interface, fix interface, fix interface. Did you hear that, uh, Sparky? Yeah, yeah. I want to get some, but I'm all connected here. So. I was going to get a water, but I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> And the dolphin is at the window, sort of looking frustrated at you. Um, I type in, um, trying to fix now. Sorry for any problem. Okay. How are you? Are you okay? Is there a problem? Do you have a problem? It just says fix interface, fix interface. Um, when he says that, and you're looking at the diagnostic that ran, uh, it says uh, failure in circuit uh, something or other. Um, vocal interface. Wow, guys, I think he can actually talk. Like, I mean, he's talking, but look, and I, there's a vocal, and I'm going to see if I can back, like, reverse backtrack and see if there's a speaker or if there's... Well, it gives you, it gives you the, uh, yeah, there are speakers in the room, and you can see, it gives you the actual where this is in the circuitry, so right. you can tell that it's in that thing over there. I, I get like all like kind of like excited. I'm like, and I just run over there. Okay. So basically this is, so he, he's like that. He's like that monkey in Congo. He's got a little tool. Let's him talk. Great. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what the dolphin equivalent of give, getting your head smashed by rocks by an even bigger monkey is, but hopefully we don't find out. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I didn't really find too much looking over that other dolphin, the dead one. Uh, whatever burned it, it's not real clear. Something looks like it just straight into the gut on that thing. So, who knows what caused that. But, uh, I'm going to look around. I'm going to see if I can find anything in his notes. I mean, what the hell he was doing and maybe make some sense out of it. Okay. Um... So while Sparky is repairing the interface, uh, which seems simple enough to fix, uh, once again, it's just a short and something that you need to, to repair. Uh, Dr. Ricks, you are starting to go through his notes. And Albert, you were going to look at uh, previous logs. If there's a log in the chat. Okay. Uh, Albert, what you find is the last recorded uh, log, they're in fact logs, 
last recorded log of the interface that you were using was actually two months ago. And the conversation seems to be very, very basic. Um, that, um, well, it looks like maybe there was a, some pieces of information dumped. Uh, that the language was sort of being uploaded into Delph Six's brain so that he could better communicate. Um, it looks like they were on the verge of something and then it just stops, probably when they got the vocal interface. They no longer needed the chat box thing. Um, Chuck, Dr. Ricks. Yeah. Um, you start to look through the notes and there's a lot of scientific stuff about brain chemistry and, uh, and how the interface might be accomplished, but you start to see some very strange formula that you don't understand at all. Um, there's some algebraic uh, notation that seems to be completely made up by uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Nikos. Uh, I should have just called him Dr. Nikos. Dr. V. <laughs> Dr. V, yeah. Um, he's using symbols that don't seem to correspond to any known that you've ever seen algebra. So he's obviously using them to represent other things. Um, he makes a few references uh, to texts uh, that he has been studying, but he doesn't actually give the names of the texts. Uh, he gives sort of, uh, you know, initials and... Okay. It, it's odd. He's Just like shorthand. Right. You also get the strong impression that he, he did have his, his brain in all different directions. That whatever fascinated him at the moment sort of took hold of him and obsessed him and he began working on it and somehow managing to integrate some of the information into what he was doing. Okay. Okay. Um, so weird algebra referencing, uh, cross-referencing some other works um, does he have anything in here that looks like like he has maybe like a little like mini research library or anything or where he's got a bunch of like you know binders and books and stuff anywhere? It doesn't look like he has any books in the room. Uh, but it's possible that everything is accessible through his computer. Okay, okay. Um, does he have a workstation in the medical lab? Sure. We'll say that okay. he does. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, um, I'll I'm gonna check that out and look and see if now there's you know. actually two computers in this room. Yeah, one that's face one where where Albert is sitting facing the tank and one facing back towards the monitors. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay. There's one in the medical area. Okay. Yeah, just because I mean I assume that's where I was probably going to be starting my search because okay. that was where he was last. But um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm not a computer expert, but you know, I've got 80 education, so I can presumably, sure. you know, control F. Right. 
<laughs> that, that makes sense. Macintosh, you probably got it, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, they want it to be able to work with all of the scientific stuff. So it needs to be a games. Actually, I've got library use as well. So it's modern new. Yes. Um, uh, after a few minutes of, of work, you see what the problem is, and you uh, you fix the problem. Okay. And as soon as the the problem is fixed, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Your goggles. Uh, uh, there's a, a popping and a clicking that comes from the speakers for a second, and then you you hear the words. Um, Where is Doctor? Uh, what the hell? Where is Doctor uh, Volakakos? And it's a, it's kind of a voice. I mean, it's a voice. Where is Doctor Volakakos? Can you hear me? Yes. Who are you? I am Sparky. I fixed the interface. Where is Dr. Volokakos? I kind of look at the guys. Um, Who are you? We've been called here to, to check up on a few things, to fix a few things here. There's been some problems. Why don't you Dr. answer me? Dr. Volokakos, uh, I guess I'll just, is, is it broadcasting? Ever throughout the whole yeah. lab? Yeah. Okay. Is there like a intercom button to speak or does it look like it's just probably just set up just to be all, all, always broadcasting? Yeah. You hear, you hear uh, Sparky talk. So, okay. So yeah, I'll be like, uh, um, Delph, this is, this is Chuck, uh, Dr. Volokakos. He hurt himself and we're here to make sure you're okay. And, to, to help out with what the doctor was working on. I understand. Uh, uh, do you know what he was working on before he hurt himself? Advanced Neuro Computer Interface. Oh, well, well, thank you. You're a very smart dolphin. You seem condescending. Well, uh... You have to understand, most of the dolphins that I, I work with, they can't speak at all. Where is Delph 5? Well, unfortunately, um, <laughs> I look over at the autopsy table. Um, I think when, when uh, Dr. Volokakos had his accident, I, I think he, uh, Delph 5 was injured as well, and it looks like he didn't survive. Um, the dolphin sort of swims around the tank for a second. And uh, it comes back and looks at you and says, I understand. I'm sorry to deliver the bad news, but... Uh, Is Dr. Volokakos dead? I kind of peer through the window at the other two. Yeah, I'm, 
I, I, I believe so. His injury was pretty severe. I understand. So we want to make sure you're okay. Uh, um, uh, is when when I was feeding you earlier, I noticed your implant in your head is somewhat red. Is it is it troubling you? Does it hurt? The pain is acceptable. Let's see. I'm gonna make my way back into the room with everybody else and type on my and like pull up like a notepad app on my phone and type in maybe this was a really bad idea to turn on to turn on the interface and show it to those two explicitly holding it away from the uh um uh the uh the aquarium you i have Oh, sorry. Go, go. I was just going to say I had to see if it actually worked. I'm sorry, but I, I, I needed to know. Hey, no, I'm impressed. It's good to see that uh, the uh, doctor wasn't exactly wasting everybody's time. Well, uh, anyways, I found some weird stuff uh, looking through some of his notes. Um, apparently, either he was a crazy alchemist or he discovered some new math because a lot of it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but, you know, I learned a fair bit. Uh, and a lot of it, I mean, it's definitely not normal notation. Um, he's also got some books referenced. I don't know if you guys want to try to look through his archive, his digital archive or whatever, see if maybe one of you can pull some information about him. And I'll pull up on one of the computers in here what I was looking at so that they can see it. Okay. I'm going to grab a notepad and write to Sparky. Um, can you put a switch in the intercom? So um, I'll, um, I'll, I'll look into the system files for the intercom and see if there's any way to put a temporary mute on it or... That should be a simple thing for you to do. All right. So uh, I tell him, uh, I, I turn to the, to the dolphin, I say, well, I'm going to uh, put an on-off switch for now because we're going to be doing a lot of technical talk and I don't want to upset you. I mean, are you okay? Is there anything you need? Access. To the computer systems? What do you need access to? To continue lear learning. Um, sure, I don't think that would be an issue. Um, I'm gonna look in the computer system and see if I can give any type of access, but a limited, like I don't wanna give him free reign to the internet or something. I wanna like give him like an access to etiquette or access to, you know what I mean? I don't know what, I'm not gonna give him access to the internet and he looks up like some kind of insane or animal experiments or nuclear, whatever, I don't know. Um, all right, go ahead and do a computer roll for me. Ooh, 09. Okay. I think that's extreme, I'm not sure. Yes, it is an extreme. When you when you start looking through the menus, um, 
you can see that there is, in fact, a, a switch to give him internet access. Um, but there also seems to be uh, information libraries uh, that from, from a log he's been in before. Do I know what they contain, though? In lots of information, all sorts of things. Uh, all right. Um, I'll give him access to one of those libraries. Okay. Does this work? Uh, he swims back and forth for a second and then says, I have been told that what I should say is thank you. Thank you're, you. You're, you are very welcome. And uh, he just suddenly moves away from the glass and starts swimming around in a circle. It's kind of slowly, kind of relaxed. I'm going to disable uh, verbal commands for a little while. If you need something, just interface through the text. And we will be putting it back on intermediately, but we don't want to distract you. All right? Okay. Thank you. And then I flip the switch or type in the command, whatever. Okay. Type in my uh, phone. We good? I show it to Sparky. Sparky, do your electrical engineering role. 35, success. Okay, you don't fail. All right. <laughs> All right. So you guys have, you guys are. We're clear. Less. Yeah, so, yeah, like, like I was trying to say before, uh, Dr. V is getting into some crazy stuff. Here, check this out. So, like, he's referencing books. He's not really clear about what they are. I mean, it's definitely not any kind of um, you know, scientific literature that he's referencing. And then he's got all of these equations, half of which, whatever whatever variables he's using and everything in here, it's not it's nothing normal scientific stuff. So I mean, maybe there's some electrical stuff that, you know, I wouldn't know from my biology background. Does any of that stuff look familiar to you guys? Well, Albert's a little bit more of a mathematician than I am, I believe. So whoever has physics, go ahead and roll your physics roll. Yeah, Albert, <laughs> I definitely need your help in this thing. It's a little beyond my uh, uh, wheelhouse. I am a fish out of water. Oh, <laughs> <but> on, <laughs> uh, I rolled good for a change. 23, which would be a hard. Okay. Well, it's not unheard of that when a physicist or a mathematician has to create something to represent something that doesn't exist yet, then he'll assign it a symbol of some sort. Uh, obviously, by now, everybody's run through all of the regular symbols. So it looks like he's trying to do some complex mathematical process, but you don't know what the process is. It has something to do with, geez, if you were to guess, the curvature of time and space and... Uh, their relationship on a quantum level, and it's really some crazy advanced stuff. It would take you a while to work through it, probably weeks. But okay. you see what he's talking about, strange, strange little symbols being used. Yeah, I'll share all that information. You know what else, I just had a thought. Um, I'm gonna just look real quick. The, the doctor, dive in that lower left corner where the, 
the tank, the small tank was? Correct. There are the double doors. Are there any other like windows or anything in there? No, you're underground. No, I mean windows so like you could see from the main tank room into that smaller one. Not into that one, no. Um, so I don't know, just something crossed my mind, guys. I, he's asking about where the doctor is, and yet I think he clearly saw like the police were here, so they were investigating. They, they probably saw him wheel the body out at some point. I mean, yeah, but they, they might have taken out a zippered black bag. But from what I'm from what I'm gathering, this, this dolphin is quite intelligent. It's hmm. almost like Yeah, I, yeah. But I mean that might be outside of it, you, you know, even a smart dolphin's perspective. You know, they don't have crime procedurals in uh in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> True. I want to go on to the computer and see if I can access any of his logs, like diaries or lab reports or procedural reports or, you know, like, um, December 25th, have contact or made uh, a discovery or blah, blah, blah. Uh, Dr. Volokakos? Yes. Uh, You are able to find what probably looks like private files and they are password encoded. Can I attempt to try and get into them? Maybe I'm fairly good with computers. You can attempt. I think, you need, I think you need a. I'm going to have to give you a, a, a penalty dice, and you're going to have to get an extreme. All right, well, I would have had it with my. Hold on, let me double check. No, I was. I rolled. I needed a 13 for an extreme. I rolled a 14. My second roll was a 76. So. Well, I can. I'll just give you the the fact that uh, 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 Professor uh, uh, Volokakos uses passwords like one b nine three six two five five one two four dash apostrophe ampersand. <laughs> There's uh, like no way in the world you could guess it. I, I figured that, but it's worth a shot. Eliminate all the possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was putting password backwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lift, lift the keyboard. There's probably a post-it note. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually, there are probably post-it notes with passwords just for the general stuff on them. Yeah. Probably even for the assistance, but... Um, something appears on the screen, letters. Uh, it says, required access uh, file 19324B. I want to look at that file before I, uh, one moment, and then I want to look at what that file, <clears throat> what that file is. Okay. Uh, it looks like um, uh, a bunch of old literature, uh, like old books. Um, you see, uh, you see, uh, uh, it looks like, it looks like a chunk of a library. Uh, Chuck, weren't you asking about uh, a library before or book references? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a bunch um, of them. Come and take a look at this real quick. I think sure. you got a lizard on your wall behind you, Chuck. You do have a you do have a lizard on your door. Oh, it's a gecko. Yeah, sure enough. 
That's cool. Is it a pet or is it going to scare your wife to death? No, uh, well, it's, uh, I'll take care of it. I just, <laughs> I thought it was a pet too. I didn't want you to have something to happen to it. That's why. No, no. I live in Florida, so we got lizards and geckos everywhere. They get in the house. It's a thing they do. But with a lot of cats, it's going to get eaten if I don't get it out of here. So, in the meantime, uh, while I get the gecko, let's uh, take a five minute break because I could really use the restroom. Oh, that works too. <laughs> Excellent. I need, I need a water. I'll be back in one moment. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Come on, you magnificent little. You got it. That was awesome. Nice job. Ah. His mouth open. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're mostly nocturnal. These geckos. Is that a is that a gecko? My my parents just moved down to Florida. They yeah. have uh ape anoles. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like the standard lizards that you see most of the time. Let's see if mm-hmm. I Oh yeah. Yeah, he's... he's big. Oh, 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 God. Uh-oh. I'll check that footage to see if... So I didn't get to watch him chase the, the gecko around the room. Um, got it. I got it. I got to go let oh. it go because these cats are going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> if it gets out of my hand again. I'll get the Benny Hill music. We get We get alligator lizards. They're about that big. Oh. Wow, their house. They're harmless, but if they bite you, they're it hurts. They can't wow. even they can't actually even draw blood, but it's like getting pinched. Wow. And they drop their tails really easily. So you poke them, the tail falls off, and hmm. the cats go after the tail. We had a friend over one time. Uh and she walked into our bathroom and sat down on the toilet and looked up. And there was a big lizard staring at her. She just like screeched. Oh, man. <laughs> like, wow. yep, that happens. At the new place or your old house? Our old house out in the desert. That's what I was thinking. I'm a desert. desert lizard. But we do have them here. You just don't see them as often. They're pretty. Well, over by me, well, not by my house, but I was walking to the train today and I seen a rat about yay big running across the tracks. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm in the city, so I'm not in New York City, but I'm five minutes away, so. Yeah, when I lived in the Boston area, I got out of my car and started walking to work and I walked into the, there were steps that went down to where I worked. And as I walked up there, there was a rat walking down the steps ahead of me and I was like, holy crap. It's funny, man. I just kind of walked. It was walking almost next to me, and a few people like, "Oh, I, I'm going to work to just get out of my way." Man. I like the I like the one with the rat with the pizza. Pizza, pizza rat, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, we're selling T-shirts of that around the city. That was great. Big rat with a pizza, a pizza rat, New York City. Now, if if Lucas is in Florida, then he's got the big uh, cockroaches too. 
The flying ones. Yeah, Ooh. we have some of those. I don't like those. They're not as big as they are in Florida and Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife actually has a, a pet cockroach. It's one of those Madagascar cockroaches, though. No, it's a different species, but yeah, generally same kind of thing. Does it hiss? Uh, I don't. It hasn't. If it does, if it does, it hasn't. Uh, yeah, there's some big ones. Of course, you you look at your uh, uh, prehistory, pre-dinosaur history. They were that big, <laughs> <laughs> like the rad roaches in uh, yeah. Fallout. Yeah, <laughs> the rodents of unusual size. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get back to it. Where were we? Um. Uh, I was looking at that file, and it was a oh, library. Yeah. I called Dr. Chuck to check it out. Yeah, we were looking at the books. So all of the books that are in this library have titles and contents that are in Latin, Greek, and other foreign languages, including Arabic. Looks like there might even be something in uh, Sanskrit. You don't know the languages, but you recognize kind of what the texts look like just from exposure on television of what Sanskrit looks like and things like that. But you don't have any idea what they are. Can I try something too? I just had another idea. Sure. Um, I'm going to grab another piece of paper, note paper, and I'm just going to write on there, can you read this? And I'm going to walk over to the tank and hold it up to the dolphin. Um, it, uh, on the screen appears, yes. So, okay, that's what I was wondering. So it's not just like a computer digital interface. It's, it's actually like reading text. Uh, it immediately starts saying, uh, restore voice interface. Um, I'll go back over. I'm trying to appease it as much as possible. So I'm going to go back over and uh, it's been traumatized. It knows the doctor's dead, so. I want to re reinitiate the interface for now. Okay. As long as there's no objections from my team, my uh, colleagues. You're wondering if I can read. I can. Yeah, you're impressive. And I have to say, you know, very impressive. And I re-enable. Are you able to read all of the... Well, did he just cut me off again? <laughs> no. Oh, he said re-enable. I thought he meant turning the switch back. <laughs> no, no, no. Like enable, you know, letting him speak now. It was oh. off. Now. Well, that, that's what he said when you re-enabled was. Yes, and I know. you can read all the other languages. I noticed there's several languages here. I have been given the information, yes. I saw in the notes that there was mention of uploading information to you. Is that uh, different than just presenting you with the text to read? Don't understand different. All, um, all variations in language make up one language for me. Huh. So, so in other words, he's, it, well, I'm not going to tell you what he's trying to tell you, but. You, you don't notice a difference. Any, anything, any language is the same to you. Any of these books all look the same? One language, human language. Exactly. 
Hmm. Were you smarter than Dr. Bob? Kino? The doctor? Um, would respond, uh, unable to make comparison. Hmm. I'm going to try to reword that. Uh, do you know more than the doctor? Yes. Wow. You want to show them the coordinates? Well, uh, I mean, you probably just is is the is the yeah the visual thing or the audio things on? Hey, um, uh, Delph Six. Is does uh the star Aldebaran mean anything to you? Alpha Tauri, constellation in Taurus, uh the bull's red eye, orange five K giant star, forty solar diameters, larger than sun, sixty-five light years away, fourteenth brightest star, seven billion billion years old, right ascension, four hours, thirty-five minutes, fifty-five seconds, decl declination, sixteen. Yeah. Any any reason that the uh, the doctor would be interested in that? Um, it it hesitates for a minute and it says, "Cannot read doctor's mind." Any well, did did the doctor ever talk about it? Yes. You had a question, Sparks? I was just going to say, what, what is the relevance of this? this I require topic? the information in file number, and then it uh, gives the same file number again. Um, I look at the guys, like, facially, like, any, you know. Um, <laughs> like, without talking, just kind of looking at you guys, like, the doctor told me I should say the word please. Please. It um, is the magic word. I'm gonna give him some access. Any objections? Hey, I don't know. I, I don't know what's in that, but uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I can tell you. Real quick, is there a main cutoff switch do I know any, like a breaker or a... Um, like a panic button? No, there doesn't yeah. look like there's anything like that here. All right. You, you know, from, from what you've looked at, uh, if you're guessing that if the main system were shorted out the whole thing and it shorted out that thing on his head, it probably would kill him. Mm. I don't want to do that. This is like the greatest, you know, experiment that I've ever, you know. All right, so I'm going to give him access. All right. And when you do, he moves away from the glass and starts moving in a circle. Okay, so we got D5, died with the doctor. Uh, 
What? Oh, we're we're yeah. still on. Yeah. I'll I'll uh, mute it or. Okay. So we got D five. Dive with the doctor. Um. Not quite sure exactly what happened. You guys didn't find any real specific short shortage or anything that just whatever knocked that out also knocked out the uh, the audio, but they're not necessarily related. Um. And then, uh. So. Chuck, why don't you turn your back to the to the tank when you talk to me? Yeah, or sure let's enough. all turn our back. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, two thousand and one. This thing, one hundred percent, Dave. <laughs> but uh, anyways, maybe maybe D six knows what happened to D five. Maybe he knows knows why he was out of the tank. We could ask him. Yeah, that's true. And I'm gonna go over to the interface. So uh, just type here. Okay. Uh, so uh, hello there, Delph. It's Chuck. I'm just typing this in. Uh, do you know why? Chuck. Uh, do you know why uh, Dr. Volokakos was uh, um, operating on Delph Five? Upgrading interface. To make Del Five more like you? Correct. Question mark. Okay. Huh. Okay. Working towards synchronicity. Synchronicity of what? Question mark. Send. Del Five. Del Six. Del Five plus Del Six. Ah. I see. Will you be okay without Delph 5? Yes. Okay. Well, guys, uh, I mean, I guess for whatever it's worth, it seems to be a pretty well-adjusted Super Dolphin. Um, <laughs> um, By now, it's, it's probably going on 6.30, 7 o'clock. Okay. I've um, been working out this all day. Maybe we should order some pizza or something and then maybe ask it. Hmm. How do I word this? I, like, dolphins aren't this smart. I mean, what else did the doctor do to him? Like, how is this dolphin so he's smarter than us? I can't oh. read every earthly language. Is anything being transmitted through this uh, these computer banks or anything? Maybe, you know, he's got like, you know, like a deep blue kind of thing going on where, you know, anything that he's talking about is just being processed through these are, computer systems. Are, are you guys interacting with him? or? Well, I, I wanted to ask him. I wanted to take a consensus from the group and then ask. You know, there's been modifications done to you, any other surgeries. He's he's smart, so let's see what we can get right at, right out, you know, right out of the horse's mouth, so to speak. Um, well, to answer both of your questions, first of all, there's monitors all over that are that are showing various, uh, you know, biological functions that are taking place and uh, monitoring the tanks, pH, and um, and all of that. Um, Mm 
Del, uh, Delve six, uh, if you're if you're interacting vocally, uh, his response is, "Yes, I understand the doctor's work." Can you elaborate a little on it? Do you have any uh, brain modifications or enhancements? Well, when you say that, he begins immediately reciting um, the formulas. Uh, and when he gets to a part that doesn't seem to have any kind of corresponding algebraic term, a word comes out that you don't understand. You know. Um, I, so I repeat you sort of get it. I mean, if you know the math, you sort of kind of get what's going on here. Uh, it all has to do with quantum uh, physics and how, how they're able to transmit from the metal to the brain tissue. But every once in a while, there's just some terminology that you don't have any clue what that means. Albert, this is your wheelhouse. And it comes at you fast and furious, this information. He doesn't seem to be giving you any kind of pause in order to absorb what he just said, you know. He's repeating it back to you like he's a computer. Can I can I go into the cold storage? Are we able to tell by looking at one through four how they died? In other words, are there any electrical burns on them? Um, when you go out there and you look at those bodies, they simply look like they've been dissected. They don't, there doesn't seem to be any kind of damage to them. Um, however, some of the earliest ones, their brains in their jars look like they have been damaged. They were obviously failures. Three, Del three especially looks like it was damaged by something. The jars are in the freezer room? Yeah. Okay. They're not hooked up to anything. No, and they're uh, they're also not frozen, so it, it must be some sort of a chemical like alcohol or something that doesn't freeze. I don't I don't know, guys. I'm I'm getting worried as far as what we're dealing with. This is not only is it groundbreaking, but it's starting to get. I'm getting the sense that this thing might be smarter than us, which is scary. And not only that, I'm kind of afraid that if the government, well, if they don't already know about that, we might be taken along with this dolphin because we, we know it so much right now. Yeah. You guys have been watching too much X-Files and Fringe, man. Dolphins are the... Black helicopters aren't going to take us away because we came in here to clean up some crazy guy's dolphin mess. Super smart dolphin mess. I'll give you that, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't think we need to worry about that. But if anything, uh, yeah. Right I'm, about I'm, then, uh, uh, what sounds like a computer alarm goes off. Like this from one of the computers, one of the monitoring stations. I look at the system. Um, it says three minute warning. 
um, I'll, I'll re-enable uh, vocal and ask him what three-minute warning for what. Uh, and all he says to you is uh, 030329 GMT is approaching. He then says, uh, he says, interface lockdown. And when he says that, the monitors go blank. Hmm. The monitors go blank, but the computers come alive. Their lights are flashing, and, and the data banks over there are, are suddenly humming loudly. So, did you guys ever figure out what those computers are supposed to do? Gentlemen, I have been told by Dr. Damn it, I can't remember his name. <laughs> and I created Polakakos. I've been told by Dr. Polakakos to thank you, thank you, for restoring the systems. Yeah, no problem, Delph. Uh, how's it going? Two minutes and 13 seconds. What happens when the countdown's done, Delph? Alignment will be complete. What, ha what happens with alignment? The doctor realized that certain things needed efficiency. Efficiency could not be achieved from a biological organism. Efficiency had to be done using what you call a computer. I see. That system has now been created. Okay. So these computers in here, that's uh, what? It's going to be you interfacing with those computers? Interface has already occurred. Oh. Okay. Where is the doctor now? You said he thanks us. No, I said that the doctor has taught me to say thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Miscommunication. Uh, everybody do a spot hidden. Oh, I actually made that one. Okay. Uh, 12, so just a, a, a point shy of an extreme success, just a hard. Well, something behind you starts flashing, and you look over, and you notice that the astronomical chart that is on there is showing that at this moment, or within a couple of seconds, that Aldebaran is going to be perfectly aligned with the tank pointing straight up. Okay. And you suddenly notice the dolphin dive down out of sight in the tank. That's odd. Um, let's find something that we can stand on, like something plastic, so in case there's an electrical discharge, we are not fried, my friends. <laughs> well, uh... You can see there's a countdown. You have about 45 seconds to... 
perfect alignment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over look look into the uh, um, into the uh, the tank and and kind of like speak out. It, is the the audio still on? Oh yeah. Then uh, yeah, I'm just kind of speak out loud. Hey hey Delph, what what are you up to? Well, are you okay? When you walk up to the tank and you look yeah. down, there is on the bottom of the tank a circle of light. Looks like yellow light. And in the center, where all those tubes and things are coming up into the, the tank, there's some sort of an object. It looks like a cube, uh, but it's a cube that's sort of turned up on its end. And the dolphin is circling around it at rapid speed. And suddenly its voice starts to come over the, uh, the intercom and it begins reciting extremely fast gobbledygook words. You have no idea what it's saying. Okay. Sounds so, like uh, some foreign ancient language. Well, I don't know what he's trying to do, guys, but uh, I can tell you it's not normal dolphin behavior. Um, but if, if he keeps swimming around like that, he's going to hurt himself. Okay. Um, you guys want to do anything? I'm trying to get onto like a plastic tub of, of like dump out the wires or flip it upside down or something so I'm not making contact with it to you know grounded. Um when I was feeding him earlier, was it were there any kind of like was there like a med a you know, dolphin medicine cabinet or anything up there with the food? Like a medicine cabinet? No, not really. Yeah, like, like for like tranquilizers, things like that. No, those are probably all in the medical area. Okay. I'm going to go grab some because he is freaking out. So. Uh, okay, you probably won't be able to get to them and even get out of the room in the, by the time that clock hits zero. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just worried about dolphin business. I, I, uh, I actually made... I, did an occult roll, failed it badly, so... Okay. Yeah, so all I'm concerned about is the spinning dolphin. So you run towards the medical bay, and you run in there to get something. How about mm -hmm. the, the other two? What are you guys doing? Oh, yeah, I'm trying to keep myself from getting electrocuted. I'm climbing it, up onto something. Yeah. Um, the chairs are made out of plastic. All right, that works. I'm thinking whatever happened to the doctor might be happening again. Albert, what are you doing? Yeah, something bad's going to happen. I'm making my way to the door of the stairwell. Okay, so you're heading towards the stairwell. Um, everybody do a luck roll. Dang it. Uh, 43 out of 70. I make it base. Oh, five. Okay. I failed. All right. Uh, Dr. Chuck, uh, you have walked into the medical bay. Um, Sparky, you're climbing up on a chair, and you've turned your back to the tank. Albert, you're running for the stairwell, and you look back. Mm -hmm. And there is suddenly, as the clock hits the exact moment of alignment 
there is a flash of light that comes through the window and uh albert you're blinded by it it's so bright uh walter you you happen to be facing the other direction chuck you don't see it well you see it but you don't see the light you see the everything lights up for a second um at that same moment there is a sound like uh like the howling of uh a thousand beasts and um the water seems to boil in the tank in that moment and uh the ground shakes and everything everything becomes insane at that moment you your minds feel like they're they're withering under some sort of pressure uh and after the flash there's something in the tank uh it's ropey and it's tentacled and it's pounding at the glass and I'll do your sanity rolls. <laughs> oh, 95. <laughs> nice. Uh, 46 out of 60. Pass, actually. Okay. If you passed 1d6, if you failed, do a 1d10 plus 3. Total of 10. Temporary insanity. Well, I think, uh, Sparky, that you just, you scream in, in horror and you uh, fall backwards off the chair and uh, you just lay on the ground writhing, screaming in agony and hysteric, in hysteria. How about the other two? Uh, I only lost three. Okay. So you're still kind of oblivious because you're, you've stepped into the medical bay. Yeah, just there's just like this wave of like... Of something in your head. Um, Albert, how about how did you do? Uh, also three. I'm assuming the blindness, the fact that I didn't see any of this happen. That makes sense. So you're stumbling around in your blindness. Mm -hmm. And uh, Chuck, uh, what do you do? You Now you look back and you can see... And hand do, I, do I hear the sounds of something pounding? Yeah, you hear you hear this roaring that's that's coming from. Okay, um, where did I where did I see the diving equipment before? It's on the opposite end of the. Okay, okay, it's it's in the main area. Okay, yeah. see, I I Over the elevator. I guess I grab up the sedation equipment and. Um, is there still like bright light shining out of that room? No. Okay. Um, but I guess uh, um, as I grab the sedation equipment and go back, do I see like Sparky just sprawled out on the ground? You see Sparky sprawled out, and now you can see that there's something monstrous in the tank. So it wasn't just it wasn't just in my head. Sparky, are you seeing this? Just screaming. Uh, oh, shit. Chuck, you also suddenly notice a cracking sound as a huge crack appears in the glass. Shit, shit, shit. And I, I run and I just like, I am not strong enough for this. I grab Sparky by the foot and 91 str on, on my strength of 50, try to pull him. But uh, 
Um, yeah, you have to drag him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to drag him towards the stairs. <laughs> All right, well, as you drag him, uh, more cracks appear. Uh, Albert, what do you do? Oh, you're just stumbling around in the kind of stumbling. I, I was headed for the door, but I don't. Is is he still in the? Is he still in the same room with us? Yeah, he's up ahead of you. Okay. Between, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, Albert, to your left, about four steps, because I can. I guess I can see him, like he's like he's okay. blind. So, uh, yeah. keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to direct him to the stairs, and then I'm trying to pull him. If these cracks are looking really, really bad. Yeah, you know it's going to give way any second now. <laughs> I love you, Sparky. <laughs> Run. Save yourself. All right. So Run from stairs. Chuck's going to do that. Chuck, do a luck roll. Okay. Oh, 56 out of 70. I made it. Okay. You can hear a tremendous noise coming from all around you with this thing is crashing about. Uh, and you just left them behind? Um, you going for the well, stairs or the elevator? I'm going for the stairs because going for the elevator is madness. Uh, and if, if I can like push Albert through the doorway into the stairs and just be like, well, <laughs> climb, Albert, climb. Albert, you kind of figured the second that you're grabbed that, uh, that Chuck is trying to take you out. So, uh, you, you, at first you fight, but then you immediately co- begin to cooperate. Sure. Sparky, you're just lying on the floor freaking out totally. Um, all right. Uh, you managed to get into the stairwell, and the, uh, the door closes behind you, but the noise continues. Um, go ahead and do another luck roll, both of you. <laughs> 71 out of 70, so I fail just barely. How about you, Jeff? I actually passed this one, 21. Okay. Well, then let's do this. You guys start up the stairs. And you get almost to the top, uh, almost to the next level, when you hear a terrible explosion crashing, and the door down below you is just blasted by the wave of water, and the water goes pouring down into the lower levels. Um, and the, there's a rush of air as the pressure sort of is equalized. Um, Chuck, you stumble on the stairs. Uh, but Albert put, gets pushed sort of ahead of you. Uh, and I think is well, you came really close. So we'll just say you get injured. Uh, okay. do, uh, do a hit point. Uh, okay. Say uh, 1d4. Okay. Okay. Minus one HP. Okay. So you stumble and you sort of get hooked on something. Uh, you also start to notice that everything is starting to collapse up above. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but once again, you guys can do a luck roll. See if you can manage to get to a door. Let's see. We were in sub-level one, right? Right. Okay. We're just really one level down. Okay. Um, that is a hard success on luck. Hmm. How about you, Albert? I failed by four points. Oh. All right. Well, let's just say that you managed to get up and throw open the door, and you can see that the building is partially collapsed around you. 
Um, Albert, you stumble and fall. And uh, because you can't see all the debris. And Chuck, you sort of dance over the top of it. But now you can see out of the corner of your eye that this thing, whatever it is, is smashing the building. It's uh, tearing open the hole in the ground. And uh, people are screaming. And there were probably classes going on upstairs. No, not this late at night. Um, uh, Walter, you, you, you're, you're long gone. <laughs> Obviously. Excuse me. Um, uh, so uh, Rick, uh, Dr. Rick's do one more sanity roll. Okay. 41. I make it. Okay. 1D, 1D, 1D6. At this point. Okay. Up. Oh. And that is enough to have a uh, temporary insanity, or a, in, yeah, um, minus six. Okay. I lose the whole six. <laughs> well, do a luck roll for me, and I'll add them together. And I get an extreme luck uh, okay. success. So what happens is, is you become hysterical, and you just start screaming and running with your hands doing this, and... You actually manage to avoid getting crushed by the thing. But, Albert, you don't. <laughs> and that's all that you know. So at some point, the military has probably come in to destroy whatever this thing is. And that's kind of the end of my story. Okay. <sighs> Questions? That was fun. <laughs> See what you did, Sparky. I'm blaming Sparky on it. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually left places in here where you could have stopped the whole thing from happening. Um, there was a point where once the where where there was a point where even if you smashed the computers, mm -hmm. um, it would have still probably happened. Uh, it all had a mat had to do with timing. And uh, the dolphin was able to use the computer to interface the exact moment when he needed to uh, open the gate. Um, who was the old one? I don't know. Mr. Ropey Snake. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> or it was a star spawn or something like that. Um, my theory in this story is that the dolphins have always been in league with Cthulhu and the Deep Ones. They've just never had the means to open up the gate that they wanted to. I could have had Cthulhu <laughs> wake up. And once they had the computer interface, they were able to be extremely precise and do the chant, the, the chant properly and do it at exactly the right time when the stars are right and possibly bring about the end of the world. That's cool. See, I have no Cthulhu mythos, no occult, so it's yeah. just for me, this was just a science. I had no way of knowing anything like this could even remotely. I was more worried about him learning what we do to dolphins and have, you know, like my character. You know? Yeah, 
Yeah, our our characters were the the people in like the beginning of the ho- of the horror movie from before the before the uh, <laughs> before the uh, tagline of the movie even runs. Yeah, before mist before mist begins, and uh, <laughs> yeah, this is what opens the whole. Uh, well, that's not a bad idea. Maybe this could be the introduction to a another you, another series of stories. That would be good. <laughs> I'm gonna keep Doctor Ricks around. Maybe I'll bring him back if we de- if we need another modern day uh, uh, marine biologist. Well, let me go ahead and finish it. Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Jason Melnichok, and uh, Lucas Strom, with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We like reading them. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game.